In the study, people being tested either had no tinnitus, short-term tinnitus, or long-term tinnitus for more than six months. And what they found was pretty exciting. Hey there, welcome to the Tinnitus Relief Podcast. If you've been told there's not much you can do for your tinnitus, I've got good news for you. I'm Dr. Ben Thompson, founder of Treble Health. I believe that there's always a way to better manage your tinnitus. I've teamed up with the world's best tinnitus doctors to create something special for you. It's called the Tinnitus Quiz, and it's a free assessment that I recommend for anyone with tinnitus. Why not give it a shot? It's free, and it's a great next step towards finding the relief you've been searching for. All you have to do is go to tinnitusquiz.com to get started today. Have hope. There is something you can do for your tinnitus. Now let's get started with today's episode. Did researchers just discover a new cause of tinnitus? All the time, I have patients come to me with tinnitus but all their tests come back normal. It can be really frustrating to not know what's causing something that's so disruptive. But a new study just came out which may have found a new cause. So let's talk about it and by the end of the video, figure out if this might mean new kinds of treatments for tinnitus are coming soon for you. This new study was published in Nature and the question it asks is, for people with bothersome tinnitus, can we find subtle changes to the auditory nerve that wouldn't normally appear on a hearing test. The hypothesis is this. If we can identify that an individual's tinnitus is caused by these subtle changes to the auditory nerve, then a treatment targeting those cells could lead to a dramatic improvement for those individuals with tinnitus. This study wanted to look at the entire auditory system as sound travels from your ear all the way up to your brain. So they ran a series of tests on each step of the process, starting with the muscles that help control the volume regulation around the eardrum to the cochlear nerve, which transfers electrical energy from the cochlea to the brain. And finally, they tested the auditory brain itself. The study included 294 participants. They wanted to see whether these tests could pick up problems that a normal hearing test wouldn't find. The study excluded anybody with somatic tinnitus. That's the kind of tinnitus that can be caused by physical issues related to the neck or jaw. The first question, why wouldn't these changes to the auditory nerve be picked up on a normal hearing test? A typical hearing test that you would get at a clinic takes about 15 minutes and includes your ability to understand both tones and speech sounds. In this test, we make sure your eardrums are healthy, that there's no wax in your eardrums, and that your ears can hear tones ranging between 250 and 8,000 hertz to a very soft level, isolating each ear individually in a quiet test booth. What a standard hearing test does not include is a finite measure of the cells of your cochlea and your hearing above 8,000 hertz. So for many individuals who have tinnitus, but their hearing test showed that they have normal hearing, when we have these more finite tests, we can determine that there is a subtle or a slight hearing loss at play. The specific tests that are not included in a standard hearing test, which generally are a good idea for someone with tinnitus who comes back with a hearing test in the normal range, would be autoacoustic emissions, often shortened as OAEs, and high-frequency audiometry, or a very high pitch hearing test. In the study, people being tested either had no tinnitus, short-term tinnitus, or long-term tinnitus for more than six months. And what they found was pretty exciting. For those with normal hearing and tinnitus longer than six months, a clear association between the auditory nerve pathways and the connection between the cochlea and the auditory nerve, the breakdown there, there was that association found 
with tinnitus. What does that mean? For those with a normal standard hearing test and who have had tinnitus longer than six months, there was a measurable lack in neural activity as the cochlea sent information en route to the brain. And once that information got to the brain, there was hyperactivity amongst the auditory neurons. This is consistent with theories of tinnitus that when the brain doesn't receive the sound signal it needs, it fills in the gaps with a ringing or a buzzing sound. Essentially, the very sounds that your auditory system is not sending through, in this case, very high-pitched soft sounds, your brain auditory system would create this phantom sound coming from the brain. So this is when people say, oh, tinnitus isn't coming from the ear, it's coming from the brain. Well, that's technically true because the source of tinnitus can be measured in the brain with those auditory neurons. It often is related back to the ear. The researchers also found some associations with the muscles in your ear that work like a volume control to stiffen the eardrum. These muscles help slow down the vibration of the middle ear bones when a loud sound comes into the system. If those muscle reflexes are weak, it'll let more sound come in if you're in a noisy environment or working with power tools, for example. And then the outer hair cells in the cochlea, another part of your hearing system, will try its own volume control to turn down these loud noises. Then the brain overcompensates. It can get hyperactive and it starts generating its own noise. A regular hearing test won't necessarily pick this up. And we know with the brain, if it's not getting enough signal from one or both ears, it can create its own noise, most commonly that high-pitched ringing sound that we call tinnitus. Now, what do these results mean for you if you have tinnitus? Well, if your audiologist or ENT doctor haven't quite pinned down a cause for your tinnitus yet, and you have normal hearing test results, you don't have somatic tinnitus, then, well, you may be diagnosed with what we call a hidden hearing loss. And the otoacoustic emission test, the OAE, and the high-frequency audiometry can often find it. So can you access these tests at your ENT or audiology clinic? You often can, but you have to either ask for them, advocate for yourself, or be paired with a doctor who's doing the test that is a specialist in tinnitus. I don't want you to think that you're missing something that's going to change the course of your treatment because that's not necessarily the case. For a certain number of people who have been told there's nothing wrong with their ears, then a diagnosis of a hidden hearing loss is very important. But if you've already been diagnosed with a hearing loss or if the standard hearing test did show that you have a hearing loss, that I don't want you to go asking for these specific tests because they're often not necessary. The researchers are hoping that by being able to measure the parts of the auditory system with such specificity that they are closer to identifying a treatment via regeneration of cells in the cochlea, the auditory organ. But that's a long way away, likely five years at a minimum with no guarantee. Scientists have been trying to regenerate cells in the cochlea for at least 30 years with very little to show for it in terms of human trials, or any products or devices that are available. The results from this study doesn't necessarily change much in terms of treatment that's available today. If someone with this kind of tinnitus and hidden hearing loss came to work with my team, the treatment would likely be sound therapy devices and tinnitus retraining therapy. You can get that from select tinnitus specialists or by working with my team and I at Treble Health. Remember that tinnitus is a treatable condition. To schedule a complimentary consultation with my team, find the link below or give us a call. Our number's also on the screen. Of course, other researchers might follow up on this research to see if there's unique ways to treat tinnitus caused by these deficits. That's all very speculative, but in general, the more we understand about the causes of tinnitus, 
the better. So yes, this research is pretty exciting. And especially if you have hidden hearing loss, this is going to shine some light onto an important piece of the root cause of your tinnitus when other doctors have said, there's not much you can do and I'm not sure exactly what's caused it, everything's normal. I'm very inspired by researchers continuing to put their energy into better identifying the cause of tinnitus and developing potential treatments. There are lots of great treatments right now, however, so remember that recovery takes time and I believe that there's relief out there for you very soon. I'm Ben Thompson, your host, audiologist, and the founder of Treble Health, where our mission is to bring you to the forefront of tinnitus care. I hope today's episode has empowered you with new insights and strategies for managing your tinnitus. Remember, the journey to relief starts with understanding your condition better, and our tinnitus quiz is a great first step. I created it with input from other leading tinnitus experts, and it's a resource I truly believe in for anyone dealing with tinnitus. Take the free assessment at tinnitusquiz.com to begin your path to relief. Until next time, keep working on improving your health.